Welcome to the Self-Value Podcast, where self-discovery is your superpower. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Sue Bryce and our lineup of amazing guests. Together, we'll explore the distinct connections between self-value, relationships, career growth, and financial abundance. Through real personal stories and expert wisdom, we'll arm you with sustainable tools and strategies to become the best version of yourself and create the life of your dreams. Hey everyone, in this episode of Self-Value, Sue does a special money coaching session. Sue dives into the crucial connection between self-value and money and how you can finally have what you truly want in your life. This is such a meaningful and insightful talk and Sue covers topics ranging from self-acceptance tied to body image, to the influence of emotions, to not falling into the comparison trap. Sue also talks about how we can change our old money programming and reframe old beliefs to finally take control of finances and your true desires. Sue also tackles how we deal with guilt and shame we may feel around money and our body, and she guides us through the path to release resentment and judgment that we may feel. Your self-worth and money are interconnected, and it's time for you to move from surviving to thriving. Okay, let's get started with this powerful episode by Sue Bryce. Welcome to Self-Value Money Coaching. I actually made the self-value label for this talk with the S being money, and I absolutely love coaching money. I have been coaching money for 13 years. And even though I've coached money in SBE to the photographers and business, I have never created money coaching separate from that that is just money coaching. So you have no idea how excited I am for this content and for this coaching because this money coaching works if you do the work, it's life-changing. It is the most transformational work you will ever do because it's actually all about you. And you see the evidence start to show up and also the evidence start to disappear really quickly in your money. So get excited. Um, I'm just going to get started. We've got a lot to talk about. So to live with self-value, you must nurture self. It's all about you. It's about self-care, self-respect, self-acceptance. I want you to embrace the power within you to make yourself a priority. To make yourself a priority. To remember that you possess the same inherent rights as every person on this earth. You are here to honor your dreams, empower yourself with your inner authority, to stand up for yourself, to set and demonstrate clear boundaries around who you are and what you want and what you are worth. That is how you command respect for yourself. So when I talk about self-worth, I'm talking about you. Okay, it's your self-perception, it's your self-care, how you present yourself, how you care for yourself, all of this, your energy, your body image, your self-perception. This includes your money flow. So let's just breathe for a moment and connect to this body. Breathe in the nose, slow it right down, and just Breathe out slowly. Let's connect to our bodies because we're just not connected to our bodies. We spend 
all this time obsessing about them, thinking about them, how I look, what I have. Just remember, the human brain contrasts and compares everything. It's a survival technique. How you look, how they look, what you have, what they have. You're constantly contrasting and comparing. This is just risk assessment and ego. It's your identity. It's how you know yourself. How I look, what I, how I don't look actually is what I'm more obsessed about. What I don't have is always just comparing and competing with others. That is the world of emotion. The world of matter is things things that you want, things that you buy, things that you own, things that you have, things that you don't have, okay? That energy is all emotion. We give things importance when we desire them and can experience them with joy, but things don't have meaning. It's the meaning we assign to them. That is why we want things. That is why we suffer when we don't get what we want. So just remember, as much as you hate on your body, bodies don't make you happy. How you feel about your body makes you happy. How you experience your body makes you happy. How you spend time in your body, how you spend time with your body makes you happy. How you care for yourself makes you happy. And you don't hate yourself or your body for that matter until you compare it to someone else's. It's how you see it. It's how you compare it to others. It's how you reject it. Okay? You blame yourself and you blame your body for not being good enough. But it's not your body. Your body is your most loyal follower. It does everything you ask it to do. It starts right here. Everything we want in self-worth is built from acceptance. Acceptance of where you are right now. Because acceptance is love. And I don't just want you to accept it. I want you to love it. And I want you to worship this vessel, the self. I want you to get to full acceptance of yourself, where you are at with money, where you're at with your physical journey, where you're at with your body language, uh, sorry, your body image. That is all connected right now to your emotions. And I want you to come to acceptance with all of it. How can you feel worthy of asking for more? How can you feel worthy of asking for what you want if you can't love and accept the self you have right now? So we believe that if we had these things, we would love ourselves. That's not how it works. We get these things by loving and accepting ourselves, and then these things naturally come to us. So to ask for more, you have to first believe that you are actually worth more. Things will not make you happy. No amount of things or being a bigger consumer. People always say, I want to be rich. Why? So they can consume more. So they can just become bigger consumers. But the things you consume don't make you happy. How you feel about these things makes you happy. 
How you experience these things makes you happy, just like your body, how you use them, how you spend time with these things, how you share them with all the people you love, and how you value these things. That's what makes you happy. When you think of something you desire, imagine this thing. And now you have to sit with that thought, and I want you to feel what it would actually feel like to have it. Can you even imagine having it? Can you imagine it coming into your life? Can you see this new way, this new path, this future transformation coming into your life? Or are you blocking it already right now at the conceptual stage? This is what I call walking the multiverse. Um, really what you're doing is you just walk the multiverse of possibility so that you can feel each path, feel yourself light up on each path and actually feel an energy of desire, excitement, alignment, and that feeling of, I want this, this is what I want. Well, when you imagine having it, if you can feel any of those feelings, it's coming to you. The faster you can feel the feeling of having it, the faster it is going to come to you. So the world of matter is ruled and governed by the world of emotion. And the world of emotion is what keeps us out of alignment. We think of thought, I want this. The emotion might go to fear or resentment. You can't have that because um, poor me, uh, a victim story. Whatever that emotional response is to you thinking this thought or wanting this thing, that emotional response is what's going to kick you off the alignment train straight away. We are just trying to understand what is blocking us from having all of these wonderful things that we want. And that emotion is the first thing that's going to kick you off. All right, so you have to feel good about creating anything. If you're trying to create from a place of stress or a place of trying to fix a problem, like if I start a business because I'm in debt, because I wanna pay off my debt, the bad part about that is I'm not going to pay off my debt because I'm going to do with this new income what I'm already doing with money instead of feeling good about solving my problems and how I'm going to bring this money energy to me so I can fix it and move forward on this path. Okay, so you have to feel good about having it and I want you to feel good about creating it. Feel good about asking for it, feel worthy of asking for it, feel good about wanting it, feel good about allowing it, feel good about owning it, feel good about getting it, feel good about experiencing it, feel good about sharing it. Who are you sharing it with? What is the experience you're having with this thing? Can you feel it? Can you feel excited? Or do you just feel blocked? Do you just feel fear? Do you just feel sick? Acknowledge every emotion that comes up around 
every question I ask you because every thought is just an idea manifesting and every response you have in this emotion that you're responding to is going to stop you from moving forward and keep you out of alignment. This is where emotional mastery comes to the fore. This is when you truly see what you think and feel about something. And when you feel good about having it, when you feel good about creating it, that's when you're in love with your future. That's when you wake up in the morning in love with your future. And if you're not in love with your future, you're in lack with your future. And it is that simple. You are trying to create from a place of lack instead of a place of connected heart activation and love. You have to feel it. That is what we call honoring your desire. That is what we walk that multiverse of possibilities. I'm going to walk multiple paths, feel each one, and feel which one is right for me. So this alignment that I'm talking about, this alignment to get more money into your life, for self-value, for you, it's only for you. Yes, you can share your wealth with all the people you love. Yes, you can have incredible experiences by a beautiful home. You can create events where people eat with you and they're joyful with you. They're having fun with you, but you cannot create alignment for anybody else. You cannot create wealth for anybody else. You cannot create value for anyone else. If you're not doing this for you, you're out of alignment as to why you're here right now and you're people-pleasing, trying to make everybody else's money world. This is all about you. If you get off track and this week doing your homework, you've stopped making it about the alignment for you. If you're struggling to get into the alignment of what you want, it's because you're a people-pleaser. I'm just going to let that one sink in because it hurts. I am a recovering people pleaser. Um, I say that it's part of my 23andMe, it's my DNA, but the truth is, is that's not true. That's learned behavior. I was not born with being a people pleaser, even though you can become a people pleaser just like your mum and dad or whoever your social curators were. The idea is when you can't answer the question, what do I want, is because you are not in alignment with what you want and you're living everybody else's expectation, dreams, limits, rules, and they're not yours. So part of this week is really unearthing what you want. And I need you to know this is not only about you, this is not about anybody else. Nobody's blocking your alignment. If you believe somebody else is blocking your alignment, you're trying to get them into alignment and you are out of alignment. Mm, mirror, mirror. Okay, get excited about that because trust me, this is for you. Everything right now is for you. Yes, you can share it with whoever you want if you're asking for you. You cannot manifest for somebody else. If you're asking for something that somebody else wants, it won't come to you. So you're only going to get disappointed. Now come back to the alignment for money, for self-value, for you. Oh, <laughs> I know that there's a whole lot of people out there going, oh, I was really trying to make it about somebody else. We learned that we can grow. We want everyone around us to grow. 
when we learn about the power of alignment, we want everyone around us to get into alignment. You are not here to align others. You're not here to nurture others to fulfill their dreams. You are here to ask for and live yours. This is not about good or bad. There is no good or bad in self-value and creating more money for yourself. Bad people make lots of money. The only metric that you ever have to look at is worthy and worthless. And you're the only person to decide that metric for yourself. You have to be worthy or worthless to stand up and ask for what you want. And I'm going to teach you how to ask for what you want. Then I'm going to teach you how to get out of the way so it can come to you. Look at my life. It works. Trust me, when it starts to come to you, you're the only one that can decide how much you are worthy of asking for. And if you are worthy of stepping up and asking for these things, nobody can ask for you. Nobody can do this for you, just like you can't do it for anybody else. So if you truly believe that you are not worthy, then that is the first hurdle you have to do. Don't worry, I have homework for that. I'm going to teach you how to ask for what you want. Now, I want to make this very clear. I always start my workshop with a yoga, breath, Reiki, meditation. There is no religion and self-value. You bring your own faith to this work. So that first connected chakra, that first crown chakra that's connected to source, that's your faith. Whether that is God or Allah or the universe, that's okay. Your faith and connection to your higher power is yours alone. You bring that and you bring you to this work. And I'm going to teach you how to ask that source for what you want. Now, you know, I often talk about Mario Martinez and how he describes the three social wounds. The three social wounds that we carry, especially from childhood and then growing up, is shame, betrayal, and abandonment. Those three social wounds can also be applied to your money energy now because if somebody has shamed you, which the two energies that block money are guilt and shame, so most people in this group will have some form of shame around money, whether it's debt, whether it's growing up poor, whether it's making a mistake with money, it doesn't matter. It also doesn't matter if you're trying to grow money and there's shame. Like imagine that you're becoming wealthy, but your siblings are not, and they're making you feel shame about being successful or having things. So shame is one of the biggest energies and blockers of money, and we're going to talk about how shame shows up in your life and in your money. Betrayal, you could definitely be stolen from, People can control and manipulate with money. You can feel betrayed around money. Uh, the opposite energy to shame, by the way, is honoring, is honor. To honor your wants, to honor your desires, cancel shame. You can't shame me for making money because I grew up poor. So no amount of you telling me you should be ashamed of yourself. How do you sleep at night? Or any of the shame that comes with being successful, I don't carry that. 
That's why I'm teaching money. That's why I have such an open dialogue with money, with all the people in my life. That's why everybody who's friends with me becomes wealthy because I'm making sure that people are speaking their money honor into their life every single day. The opposite energy to shame is honor. It's honoring you, honoring what you want, honoring your path, honoring your money, honoring your business, honoring your self. Woohoo! Betrayal, the opposite energy is loyalty. And, you know, other people may have betrayed you when it comes to money, but you will now create a loyalty only to the self because the opposite energy to betrayal is loyalty. And if you are loyal to the self and what you want and your desires and honoring yourself, then you can cancel out betrayal. Also, we we don't forgive the perpetrator, but we forgive the wound. If you were betrayed, you need to forgive yourself for being betrayed. Okay, don't forgive them. You don't need to forgive anybody. You just let them be over there in their nasty selves and you come back to healing. Abandonment, people could leave you, leave you abandoned with no income and, and maybe even children. People can take money. They can, they can just, they can die and leave you, you could be completely abandoned around money. The opposing energy to abandonment is commitment. So all those really horrible wounds we carry, the shame of becoming wealthy or the shame of being poor, the shame and or the, the betrayal of people stealing from us or being betrayed or the abandonment um, leaves these huge wounds inside you. But when you look at the antonym, shame is honoring the self, betrayal is loyalty to the self, abandonment is a commitment to me, come on, it is time that you got some honor, some loyalty, and some commitment to what you want. You need to know you are energy, you are the poison, you are the antidote. Everything you think and say is vibrating out into this universe. I am energy, I'm a master creator. I'm a master creator in the positive and the negative. So are you. You need to understand the law of attraction is always attracting. If you hold a negative focus, that's what you're attracting. If you hold a positive focus, that's what you're attracting. Let's connect this mind, body, and soul because everything you think has an emotional response. You then become that energy. You're seeing it. You're saying it, you're doing it, you're being it, you're looking for further proof, you're looking for evidence all around you. That's what's in the forefront of your mind. That is the focus you currently have. That focus is manifesting. When it comes to the world of matter, to asking for things, to creating things, you can ask for whatever you want but we are ruled by the world of emotion, remember? So if the emotion is not clear, it's going to stop you from getting what you want. Getting what you want. Any sustained focus is manifesting. Any sustained focus. You can have a negative thought like, what if I lose this money? And that won't impact your bank account. You, how you respond to it might impact your bank account, but just having a thought. But if I woke up every day saying there's not enough, uh, what if this money goes away, I'm so worried about this money, then I'm a sustained focus of power and that is manifesting more of what I don't want at full power. You are at full power. Even when you are negative, you're at full power. 
even when you don't feel it, you're just at full power with a negative focus. So any sustained focus is manifesting. That's enough to break you out of almost any mindset. It's just a frequency. And remember, if you get stuck on a thought, you can change the thought. And then the response, the emotional response to that thought changes because you're actively choosing not to believe the story, not to believe the words that are stuck in your head that you are now believing to be the truth. You don't need to believe your thoughts. So what you're getting right now is what you're focused on. It's simple. How you feel about it determines the path. When you understand that you are energy, you cannot neglect or reject this beautiful body anymore. You're going to start to see yourself as more and treat yourself as more, and then you're going to start asking for more. Because when you understand that you are energy, you are energy, everything you think is now creating your reality. You really change what you're focused on. When you are not walking your true path, when you're out of alignment, there is no heart activation. There's no connection. And that means no alignment. The heart is a powerful magnet. It's a powerful magnetic force. Your goal is to get into heart alignment in all eight areas of your life. Alignment is being in love with your future. I'm going to break down all eight areas. And yes, even though we're talking about money, your homework is to also assess where you feel the most empowered, disempowered in all eight areas. Because money, like I said, is really just a byproduct. It's a byproduct of how you're allowing yourself to be abundant in this world. And it's the first thing that puts up a flag as soon as I see all the blocks that start to come out here. So when you're not walking your true path, you are out of alignment. When there's no connection, no heart activation, there's no powerful magnet. So I want you to get into alignment, in love with your future in all of these areas of your life. When you, our head and our hearts are in alignment, and we fill space with joy and value, you cannot live disconnected from this body, from this energy within you. It's not possible to. When you're stuck in a loop, stuck in the mind trap, you feel stuck. You feel trapped. Energy gets trapped in your body and causes disease. You get stuck in your thoughts. You get stuck in your head and loops form. So look at this. Your third eye this is your mind. I see. Okay. It's indigo. It's awareness, intuition, wisdom, clarity. The rule, this rules the mind. Whatever we tell our mind will be executed. When blocked, you become a slave to thought, overthinking, habits, impulses, loops, and suffering. So this is a very powerful place to create what you want. Your third eye, your intuition, your wisdom, your clarity, this rules the mind. Whatever we tell our mind will be executed. So 
make sure that you are very clear about what you want. This is where we first start to form any sort of thought around what we want. This is the chakra dedicated to money. I know, I thought it was going to be the heart or the solar plexus, self-power or love, but it's not. It's actually up here in the mind because you can have anything, buy anything, even feel desire. You don't have to. You have to create the thought first. There has to first be an idea of something that you want. When you form this idea with the intention of bringing this to you, you just gave money, energy, value, and direction. If you don't follow through to step up to receiving this thing that you've asked for, that you've asked for, you will get stuck in the yearning and suffering. That's when you want something but can't have it. And that's not alignment. That's going into the multiverse, working out what you want, declaring what you want and then not showing up to that energy every day but instead getting stuck back in the emotion and the loop and wondering why it's not showing up for you then you'll spend more time yearning for it and now that's suffering not having that which I want not having that which I love not being with those that I want to be with and spending time with those that I love so you have to remember money is energy. It follows value and direction. When you receive it, it must be in equal exchange of value to you. In equal exchange of value to you. Then it's simply a byproduct of value, right? In direct proportion to what you give. The third eye is where you walk the multiverse. I started doing this simply by learning to sit or walk. I can even do this while I'm driving. <laughs> I really can. And at first, it's like daydreaming. I just want you to spend some time. Some people like to journal it out. Some people like to record themselves. Some people like to write out lists. Just start to write it out. Feel each path. I simply learned to sit or walk and just explore in my mind a universe of infinite possibility where there's no blocks, there's no no's, there's no how, there's no yeah but, there's no I can't because. There is only, oh, would I want to be that, see that, do that, have that? And if the answer is yes, stay in the path. Follow it even more. Follow it to really light up, but I want you to feel it. Remember, the brain is so extraordinary. When I talked about bringing up old memories and living in yesterday's emotions, I said, if you wake up in yesterday's emotions, your body is feeling a feeling, your brain is thinking of an old story. Your body does not know the difference between 10 years ago and right now because it's experiencing it right now. So imagine when you walk this multiverse of possibility that you're thinking of every scenario that you could possibly create for yourself so that you can feel what it feels like to have it. And guess what? Your body does not know the difference. The bigger you can dream and walk that path of feeling, the faster your brain starts to believe it's happening in your now. That's why when we expand, when we grow, we truly expand. It's not something you're learning. It's not a linear path. That's why it's unfolding. It's happening in the now. Um, so for me, that multiverse, yes, 
Angie, don't struggle with the multiverse. Go deep into it. You have no limits in the multiverse. There are no limits in the multiverse only. Does this feel good to me? Does this respond in my body? Is this lighting me up? That's what I want. That's how I create anything for myself. So you know when you find the path that feels right for you because it's when you get all goosey all over and you know it's when you feel right. I want you to check in with the voice of envy. This is a very powerful energy and I want you to be okay with discussing your envy and your resentment. I brought all of this to the light so I could be unblocked, so I could have lots of money flow towards me. So check the voice of envy. When we're blocked, we resent others that have what we want. We also believe that somehow them having that takes away from me being able to have that. I don't know why we do that, but it's the truth. In this judgment of others is the belief, I can't have this. It's really just scarcity and ego. But the voice of envy is the most powerful voice you have. The voice of resentment is going to come up in your homework. You might even believe that you don't have the voice of resentment or the voice of envy, but you wait. I've got a couple of questions for you that really unearth what that is. So once you've walked the multiverse in your mind, you've told the brain what you want with the intention of bringing that to you, the throat, light blue, this voice I speak is communication, expression, creativity, ooh, setting boundaries, speaking up boundaries. I'm going to teach you how to do that. Boundaries around money, boundaries around you, boundaries around VIP time, boundaries around prioritizing your self-care, boundaries around money, 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 and money. I want you to speak speak out your boundaries. I want you to demonstrate healthy, loving boundaries. The throat is about standing up for oneself. It's about elevating the conversation in the room. It's, it's that words are so powerful and we speak things into creation the same way you speak something away. You know, you say things like, I can't believe it, or it's probably not going to happen, or I know this will take long. You're already speaking it away. I want you to find this voice, this communication, this expression, this setting of boundaries, this creativity, this speaking healthy love boundaries. I want you to stand up for yourself. I want you to unfold what you truly want so you can start creating it for yourself. What you want and unfolding yourself is not going to hurt anybody in any way. However, setting boundaries when somebody's had no boundaries upsets the apple cart. And unfortunately, that's a big lesson you have to learn. It was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. But once I strengthened my boundaries, especially around how I leak money, oh, that's a big one. But I'm pleased to tell you I don't leak money anymore. So... I'm very excited for you to start using this voice. I want to teach you how to ask for more because if this is where we create the desire in our mind for what we want, then this is where we materialize our goals. Do you believe that? It comes from the throat. This is where we materialize our goals. This voice is energy. This voice, your voice, your truth is important. 
it's important for you and it's important for others. This voice you have is power. This voice is creation. This voice elevates. This voice empowers. This voice communicates and demonstrates love. Everything you are speaking has power. You're going to come to awareness. That's what we've been working on is our awareness and acceptance so that we can process with boundaries. All right. Our awareness and acceptance so we can process with boundaries. When it comes to speaking value and speaking money, everything that you say out of this, everything you think is going to create the next step. Everything you say is going to empower what you've been thinking. Now it's time to really check in on what we've been saying. We form our thoughts. Now we're creating. We're creating our reality. So I have a mantra and it's the weirdest thing. I came over to my first big conference in the US from Australia in 2011. I went to a public toilet in LA and written on the wall in Sharpie was, I speak heart. <laughs> I took a photo of it, posted it on Instagram, and that's been my mantra. I speak heart. I use it for when I stand up on stage. I use it for when I speak or coach my group. I use it for when I'm in my workshop. I use it when I ask for anything, when I set my intention, when I ask the universe. I speak heart. I speak with my heart. I speak from my heart. I speak through my heart. I don't speak with my ego, through my ego. I speak through my heart. I cry a lot. I tremble on stage. I push through the voice even when my voice is shaking because it's authentic. And when it's authentic, you can feel it. And that is real. I want you to speak heart whenever you ask for anything, whenever you speak about yourself, your business, your life, your family, your money, all of it. I speak heart. The heart chakra is green. It's love. It's blocked by sadness and grief. Because the heart wants what the heart wants. And when you're a people pleaser, you don't align with what you want. You get into alignment with what everybody else wants. But your heart doesn't want that. Your heart doesn't want what they want. Yes, you're super happy that these people are happy and you're people pleasing and over nurturing everybody else. But your heart, your heart, what's what you want? what's what your heart wants. So when you feel there's no heart connection, that's simply because you're trying to live somebody else's alignment, check in with your people pleasing. Love is acceptance. This is where your emotional intelligence grows. It's learning to process your thoughts and feelings with self-love, compassion, empathy, and acceptance. You want those four again every single day. You are learning to process your thoughts and your feelings with self-love, compassion, empathy, and acceptance. Because whatever you're thinking, you're emotionally responding to, you're the only person that can regulate that emotion. It's in you, it's in your brain, it's in your head, it's your experience, and you're the only one that can say, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe that anymore. I choose to feel different about this. I choose to process with self-love, compassion, empathy, and acceptance for myself first and then others. So this is where your heart can override your thoughts and your feelings. Your heart can decide to forgive and release. 
your heart can get connected to what it wants and spend no more energy in what it doesn't want. Your heart is the most powerful magnetic force that you have. Everything you attract comes from this center, this connection to what you truly want. For, for 13 years, I've been coaching people in startup business. I always ask this question, what do you want from the stage, online? What do you want? And the amount of people that would look at me and say, I don't know what I want. Now, I am I'm a force of nature when I want something. I'm also a force of nature when I hate something. So, yeah, I was very good at manifesting in the negative, as good as I am <laughs> manifesting in the positive. So, if you're getting a lot of um, crappy manifestation, that same power in the reverse is pretty intense. And you know what? I wasn't connected in that powerful magnetic force. Um, I was too busy trying to look a certain way or be a certain way, and I really wasn't connected to what I wanted. Now, it's very hard when you've been people-pleasing and you realize that there is no alignment because there isn't a lot of heart connection, which means there's a lot of other people giving input to your dreams. Once you clear that, you're unstoppable. The heart is the most powerful magnetic force that you have. Everything you attract comes from here. So it is more important to me that you get into alignment with what it is that you really want. Remember, it's not for your children, not for your partner. Yes, they will share all of this for you, but you must manifest from a place of what your heart wants. Your ability to give and receive love compassion, empathy, and acceptance for yourself first and then others will heal the world. And remember, when you can't accept something, your only option is to change it or love it. When you can't change something, your only option is to accept it. You know, it's your only option. Maybe the person that's rejecting you is just you. And once you work that out, you can 100% get out of your own way. The solar plexus, the chest, this is where we do for the self. I do. It's the willpower to love. It's actually your power center. See how people stand. Is their chest up or is it down here? You see people cave in in the chest. When the chest is empowered, that willpower to love the self, that willpower to make yourself a priority, to put yourself first, that self-power comes from here. The enthusiasm for self, going after what you want here, self-efficacy, self-respect, self-care, self-worth, it all lives here in the chest. Lift your chest, breathe. Self-discipline, it's right here. I can discipline myself to do anything I enjoy. That is the most powerful mantra I have after I speak hard. I discipline myself to do anything enjoy. Um, this is where you form your opinions and beliefs and personal identity. Do you believe that? It's also your decision-making, your self-assurance. This is where you feel and carry self-doubt and fear. Oh, lift your chest, breathe. If you carry self-doubt and fear here, can you feel that? Can you feel that in your, in your physical body? 
When you feel weak, you feel like somebody's punched you in the sternum, okay? And you don't feel powerful here. This is where we carry this doubt and this fear. Breathe in, lift your chest. The tum. That's for you, Terry. I feel all your emotion is here. This is orange. It's right above your belly button. It's all of your feelings. It's shame. This is where you carry shame. This is also your pleasure center. Yeah, your tummy. It's your pleasure center. It's your sexuality. It's all your relationships with others. It's all trapped here. It's where our avoidance behaviors hurt us. It's when we're processing big emotion and it becomes really painful and tumultuous, that's when you've blocked your digesting. You're digesting a problem and you're not digesting. Okay, so you're gonna, gonna trap that, all that energy in there. And this pleasure center, it gets us in so much trouble. <laughs> we get so much sickness and disease and anger stuck in our stomachs, uncommunicated emotion trapped in our bellies, trapped in our digestive, horrible pain, horrible processing of emotion, even a feeling of numbness to everything, or having dominant emotions that impact your relationships and well-being. All of that is experienced in the stomach. You know, when you get that nervousness, confrontation, or, or adrenaline, it's just rushing into that gut, into this place here. That's your feeling center. You know, I thought that was also going to be the heart too. No, it's right down here. How do you process? So it's good to look at how you avoid what you don't want to do. How do you avoid money? What's your MO? What's your modus operandi? What's your mode of operation? How, what's your go-to? What do you default to? It's in this feeling place that we are the creative force that enables us to paint, draw a picture, make anything, create, build a business, create a life of love and abundance from here, from our feelings. So... All behavior meets a need. And when we avoid money, when we avoid self-care, when we avoid boundaries, when we avoid self-love, when we people please, when we're not in alignment, um, all of that energy just gets trapped. And this is our creative center. It's our feeling center. It's our pleasure center. It's where we do everything good. So these avoidance behaviors, they're usually just to stress relief, to meet a need. And in order to change any behavior, you have to find a different way for that need to be met. So interestingly enough, the more I pushed into abundance, the more my financial needs were being met, the less I needed to get trapped up in my pleasure center, the less I needed to overeat or binge eat or, you know, any of the other avoidance behaviors. Remember, eating was just mine. I bring it to eating because that was my avoidance. It doesn't have to be yours. Yours can be spending, gossip, social media, drugs, smoking, sex, gambling. You know, I tried them all. I tried them all. They're just stress relief. And what happens is we create these behaviors and everything gets stuck here. But once I start to fulfill all of my needs, I started to get very unstuck in all of my avoidance behaviors because I was no longer avoiding the problem or avoiding the emotion. So to change any behavior, you have to find a different way for that need to be met. 
the point here is to understand that it's always meeting a need. That's why we struggle so much with processing our emotion and avoidance behaviors because we judge the behavior as being wrong instead of the fact that you needed stress relief and you went about it by choosing a behavior that made you feel good until it doesn't make you feel good and then it becomes the problem, right? So always acknowledging our avoidance around everything because our avoidance means we are not speaking up for ourselves. We don't have that willpower to create for ourselves. We don't have the heart connection where we're doing what we want. We don't have the voice that stands up for that boundary and we don't have the vision for what we want. So it's just so easy to feel disconnected and stuck in all your avoidance problems. And just remember, if avoidance is really big for you, like it was for me, don't try and fight the avoidance. Go for the fulfillment instead. You're avoiding because there is no fulfillment. Once you go for the what you really want and the fulfillment, the avoidance falls away. I talk a lot in the Power Talks about identity, and I want you to check in on mum and dad's money. Let's just have a look on where we came from and a little bit of the old programming around it. What was inherited and what wasn't. Remember, when you have a crave parent, a crave parent was a parent that you craved love and attention from, usually more so than another parent. So sometimes we mostly have one crave parent, one we're connected to, one we feel less connected to. Sometimes we mirror the behavior of the crave parent because we want to be more like them. We want to be loved and accepted by them. So I call this inheriting things from a parent that you don't necessarily, they're not necessarily yours. You just inherited this energy. So you're either mirroring one of your parents in money right now, or you saw what they did with money and you are in the extreme opposing energy of it because of the way they treated money. Is anybody brave enough in the chat to tell me if it's either of one of those things? And if not, is there a third one that's dominant for you that comes up? Because if you emulate a crave parent, this becomes programming and it's not yours. It's theirs and it's easier to let go of it once you identify that it's not your behavior at all. Now, in your homework, I'm going to get you to reframe some of the old stuff that you heard about money when you were growing up, because remember seeing it, saying it, doing it, being it. If it's in your old energy, then it's in your spoken energy, it's in your belief system, and you're absolutely speaking it out. So, Think about this for one second. I want you to consider that your crave parent um, gave you this old programming. So have a look at their money energy and are you mirroring it at all? So when I was growing up, my big brother, as I've said many times, was very natural with money. He was a saver. He still is. Money just fell through my hands, even as a child. Now, my dad worshipped my brother and his ability to keep money. Of course he did. My dad had money issues. In hindsight, I can see that him seeing my brother have full control over money at 12 years old blew my father's mind. And my dad really pushed into that, complimented him, used to talk money. He's so good with money. Of course, that's a reflection of my dad's inability to control himself around money. 
What he saw in me, and he was my co-parent, was the exact same behavior, the same behavior in me that I was doing, um, he was seeing in me, sorry, that he does. And so because he could see my behavior and that was triggering him, mirror, mirror, he would say things to me like, you have no discipline or you can't, money falls through your hands, you're just dying to spend it, aren't you? And he would say all of these things to me that weren't true for me either. But as a kid, I was like, yeah, I like to spend money. I hadn't worked out that everyone has a different money style yet. I'll tell you more about that. So it's really good to look back because I tell you something really interesting. I'm not very good at finishing anything. Turns out I don't need to, I'm a creator. My wealth dynamics profile is I will create businesses and let them go and sell them. I don't need to be in the day-to-day -day running and I don't need to um, finish it or see it through. I am a creator. That's my profile. But my parents told me I never finished anything, which made me feel like I was a loser, like I can't finish anything. So I grew up kind of not finishing things. I also had in my programming from dad that I had no discipline, that I had no control around money, and I believed it. I believed it and started to grow up exactly the same way that my dad did. I got my dad's money energy, and he was speaking that money energy out to me because, mirror, mirror, he was identifying it in me as being his money energy. That's how I started to be with money around him. And I'm going to get you to just go back and think of how money was spoken about in your life. And I've got lots of questions to ask around that because it's really intriguing. So my dad failed in business. And I didn't find this out until I'd started my business. So I was like 36, 37 years old. Um, no, I wasn't. I was 30 when I started my business. So that's when I found out that they had failed in business. I didn't even know they owned a business. I went to my mom after my first year in business and I said, you never taught me how to um, have a business. You never taught me I could be self-employed. I didn't realize I could do it myself. I only just found out, here I am, finding out my dad failed in business. He was 21. They were 20 and 21 years old. And my mum told me he couldn't ask for money. So that doesn't mean my father was a failure. He simply could not ask for money in equal exchange and what he's worth. If a big emotion comes up with that fact, write out the fact and the emotion as two different things. Because the emotional part is the bit that brings you back to that story. But the fact is, when I simply write the fact, my dad failed in business. He was 21 years old. He could not ask for money. Fact. There's no drama. There's no narrative. There's no poor me. There's no story. That is a fact. I'm okay with this fact. I'm going to be different. From that day forward, I made a promise to myself to be loyal to my true path, to honor my wants and desires, to commit to myself and my growth, and to ask for what I'm worth in equal exchange, no matter how hard it was. Oh, that made me goosey and made me want to cry. <sighs> it does not mean my father was a failure. That's the bottom line. Okay? It simply means he could not ask for money. When you bring it back to the facts and you get rid of all the emotion, there's no story in there. It's just a fact. You can think something different and change it from here on in.
when I learned this, I took away all the fear. I took away the judgment, but mostly I took away the shame because it was simple. I was exactly the same as him. I was mirroring exactly what he did with money and how he talked about it with money. You know, manifesting the negative is a scary thought, but it's sustained focus. So just remember that because I just see that in the chat. People are like, oh, you can't just think a thought and that's manifesting. You have to fully put it out there as intention, feel the emotion and the belief around it. That's when it is very, very, very clear to you. Okay. All behavior meets a need. Okay. Oh, there's so many answers in there. I'm going to have to go back and read those. I was, I was like, oh, are, are they responding to that? Yes. Okay. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're going to have fun with the money, with the mum and dad homework. You're going to have some great fun. Just remember, whatever you learned as a child can be unlearned. However you believe they impacted you, your self-worth and your money, it was in direct proportion to how they loved themselves. And remember, when we process with empathy, compassion, with love, we're also processing for our parents because you're going to outgrow them if you have not already. And it is okay to grow past your parents. It is okay. Completely okay. All right. Guilt and shame are the two energies that block money. In families, you can feel really bad about growing wealthy when others are not. And that is something I want you to check in with if your parents or your family are holding you back. You might have noticed I said on stage on the Power Talks that I did not get my money flow until I moved away from my family because I was carrying too much guilt that I was becoming successful and my siblings were not. Not my big brother, my other two siblings. So I had this incredible guilt. I also carried shame and I also had this like need to want to save all of them. So I was so focused on them not being in alignment and trying to get into alignment. And when you give people money, you just empower them. So I was really stuck there for a while in my own guilt of becoming successful. So carrying shame in other areas of your life will show up in your money. So I, you know, coach a lot of people and if I see shame in their life over anything that they've done in the past, that shame is secretly in their money as well. So to me, really bringing shame to the light and honoring the self, honoring the alignment, honoring what you want is the only way to get rid of it. Um, if you have money pain, let me just talk about money pain. Money pain is the sick feeling in your pleasure center, like that horrible feeling down here where your tummy's flipping and processing because you're usually avoiding emotion or it's up here in the solar plexus, right? And the allowing for the self. So the money pain hits here and here. Then you get stuck in a loop 
because the thought is, I'm, I can't do this. You're going to default to an old story. I'm out of control. I'm no good with money. It all comes back from that childhood. You know, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And that story is looping, 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 looping. So that guilt and shame, the two things that block money, guilt and shame, bring them to the light. Bring the guilt and the shame to the light. There is no part of you that is so shameful that you can't forgive yourself and release that to your awareness, acceptance, processing, and boundaries. Every single day, you are coming to awareness, acceptance, processing, and setting new boundaries. Okay, awareness, acceptance, processing, and setting new boundaries. So we're going to throw in worthiness, but let's think about that for a moment. Awareness, acceptance. Now, I always say there's this feeling of worthiness. When you ask for something, it has to come with a feeling of worthiness. A lot of people struggle with that. I do too. But maybe that's the whole point of alignment. Maybe it's not feeling unworthy. Maybe you've just been out of alignment with what you really want. So it's really difficult to feel worthy and connected because you're just not in alignment. So let's get into alignment. But that shame and that guilt, every single day, I need you to bring out the terrible thing. So if you're here because you've already broken through your debt, uh, I still want you to do your Survive and Thrive budget because it's going to tell me so much about you and it's going to tell you a whole lot more than you think. If you're in debt and you have lots of guilt, shame, money, pain, stress, all of those horrible feelings, your goal every single day is to bring out that terrible thing. Bring out the monster. Let's look at it. Look at it. Look at the debt. Write it all down. Find someone to talk to, to remove the shame around it. The avoidance is way more painful than the reality is. Trust me. If you're at the next level, you've already done this. Maybe you don't have any debt. Now you have some savings. You know, provided there's no debt there, no debt, and you're not struggling to earn income, you're not just living under what you're earning, then you still got to do everything else that the first people are doing. Awareness, acceptance, worthiness, enlightenment. Look at your money every single day because the avoidance of debt is way more shameful than the actual reality. The avoidance of the debt is way more shameful than the reality of it. There's people in here with large debt, little debt, stinky debt, somebody else's debt, resentment debt. Every kind of debt is and all people all the time, you don't know, you don't know what people are hiding, you don't know what people are sitting on, but whatever your shame is, it's BS, you're telling yourself it's shameful, bring it to the light, bring it to the light. Okay. Now, by the way, that actually physically means going to your bank account every day and looking at it. For real, until you feel good until there's no shame, until you feel in control. That's how you do it. 
You look at it every single day. If you've got money and you're growing money, you're going to look at it every day. Okay, and instead of removing the shame, you're going to elevate it with words and excitement. I make money easily. Money flows to me. Money comes to me easily. I pay my, I pay my bills easily. I attract work, clients. Um, you know, I attract abundance. It's just going to keep coming to you every single day because your focus is to get up every single day and get into alignment with your money. Then you can grow it. But because you're looking at it every day, you're not hiding from it. You're not avoiding it. You're just looking at it from a place of excitement and joy. And as you know, even when it's debt, you're going to say, I'm going to pay this debt. I'm going to nail this debt. Don't give yourself a timeline. It's going to be done. I'm in control. I'm in charge. I have a plan. I am working towards this every single day. You're just going to get up until the emotion is clear. You're going to look at, so we're going to either look at the debt clear the shame or we're going to look at the goal and empower it. We're going to look at the goal and empower it. So my emotion is clear. Once I want something and I decide, okay, I'm afraid, but you can activate with fear. You can activate in terror. It might change your outcome a little bit, but you can still activate. What you can't do is get into alignment when you keep going back to a loop of thoughts and feelings that are, that's when you're stuck in the drama and stuck in the problem. When your emotion is clear, you might be afraid or you might feel a little bit of fear. But remember, fear lives in the back seat, so they're along for the ride. But when your heart is locked in, when you can get past the emotion to that feeling of connection and committed to the self, that's when your focus starts to just come into alignment because every single day it forces that action. You show up every day in love. That forces action. Instead of waking up and getting trapped in your own head, you are waking up every day, activating your heart connection. That magnet comes out. Then the action is showing up every day to make this bigger and better. When my heart is locked in, I feel connected and committed to myself, to what I'm doing, to my clients, to my friends, to my family, to my partner, to everybody around me. I show up in love every single day. I can see the path forward. I'm going to speak it into existence. I feel good doing this. The heart is connected and radiating. The solar plexus feels strong. Can you feel that? Even the sacral, the, the feeling center, the pleasure center of your body, it's in a place of joy. You can feel it through your physical body. Your intuition is more connected. You get so much gut instinct. Then you start to get future pictures. You start to see ahead of time because your brain is just open and active and clear, that's when you know you're in alignment. When you're committed to building other people's dreams or supporting other people's dreams, then it doesn't feel the same to you. There's no activation. There's no showing up every day. You can get into alignment helping other people, but that alignment is not for you. And if you're not fulfilled by this alignment, you cannot be fulfilled by other people's alignment. That's why it's yours and that's why it's called your alignment. All right? Very, very important. 
remember alignment is only for you. So if you feel out of alignment with others, just check in that you've not returned to the people-pleasing around trying to move this path. People-pleasers don't know what they want. You can't bring others to alignment. In fact, recently, <laughs> this, is a, this is a teachable moment. I was in alignment with something and my husband got out of alignment. We talked about it. We argued over it. I tried to do everything to bring him back into alignment. And he did not lock in. And then I started to flounder and second guess myself. And finally, I shouted in the mirror, if you're annoyed that he's not in alignment, that means you are not in alignment. <laughs> ah, and no, I wasn't. You see, I was trying to make the situation good for him to come back to alignment. I was people-pleasing again and trying to make it good for him so that he could come back into alignment. But he didn't feel the alignment. So he's saying, I'm out of alignment. And I was forcing so much him trying to get into alignment. The second I became aware that I was trying to get him into alignment, I realized I was out of alignment. Unfolding what you truly want. It's about unfolding what you don't want anymore. It's about working out what the alignment with your physical self-care, your body image, your money flow, your career path, your business, your partner, with all of the areas of your life, which are empowered right now and which are disempowered. Because your goal is to get into heart alignment in every area of your life. Alignment is being in love with your future. The fastest way to attract money is get into that alignment. It is so incredible. And this is the magic. The goal is get your heart alignment in every area of your life. Align with being in love with your future. Wake up. Get into alignment every single day with what you want, how you're doing it, how you're activated, and how you're showing up every single day. And before you ask for more money, I want you to look at all the eight areas of your life. Just as an overview, I want you to ask, am I in alignment in this area? What would I need? to be in alignment in specifically that area? And how do I get to alignment here? Each area has a different alignment and you might be quite surprised to find out that sometimes we can work on one area of our life, but two or three areas can be completely shut down, like not connected, completely disconnected from any form of self-care or alignment, and it's very easy to do. So going through your eight areas is really showing me how you're connected in alignment to the life you have right now. It's going to show you very clearly exactly the same path. All right. Number one is the physical body. That's how you move, how you sleep, how you eat, how you rest, how you self-care. And your, and your body image, how you feel about all of this. Number two area is your love relationship. So you're either attracting love, deepening the love that you have, or reconnecting love. 
Number three is money, value, flow, and direction. Number four is either education, work, career, or business. It's one of those four things that you need to be in alignment with. Number five is family and relationships. And we all know that they're based on boundaries, good boundaries for you. Um, and then number six is friends and social. Number seven is your mental, emotional, and spiritual. Okay. And your basically your mental, emotional, spiritual, that's your faith work, your thought work, your emotional processing. And number eight is environmental, what you create for yourself in the world of matter. The first thing I hear when people specifically start working on self-value is, I know I've got a lot of debt. This is just an example. I've got a lot of debt and I know this is going to take some time. So you need to know something. There is no linear path of healing. There is no timeline. It's how fast you can get peace of mind and then excitement in your alignment. If you can get into alignment tomorrow, magically everything comes into alignment. That's the whole point. The thing is, it doesn't take us one day. It takes us lots because we have an identity here. We're relearning patterns. We're speaking up for ourselves. There's a lot to do. There is no linear path of healing. There is no timeline for healing. Enough with the limits. You're speaking your limits. I know this is really hard. I know I have lots of work to do. I know this is going to take me a long time. These things I hear all the time. I want you to change your language. Okay? I want you to change your language to I am coming to awareness. How's that? I am becoming I am becoming wealthy. I am becoming self-employed. I am becoming someone I want to be. I am becoming. There is no more I can't because or either. Now we are just becoming. The world is becoming. You know, that's a Wallace Wattles. Do not make a study of poverty. Look at the world as becoming rich. So remember, there is no linear path. No linear path. Everything you're creating comes down to your focus and emotion, what you're focused on and how you feel about it. You're either focused on the problem and then you're manifesting more problem. Or even worse, you're focused on the drama and you're creating more drama. That's when you're ringing someone going, you believe they said this about me and then they're gossiping and you're gossiping and you're creating more drama and exacerbating that drama and then attracting more drama. <gasps> All right. So if you're focused on the problem, you're going to get more of the problem. If you're focused on the drama, oh, you are at the center of drama. Also, I used to, like I said, tell everybody that they were sucking my will to live, but it turns out I was the drama queen because I was focused on the drama, so it was definitely about me. Think of all four areas of those energies and what and what they bring with them. Because if you're focused on the problem, boy, you're going to get a whole lot more problems. If you're focused on the drama, you're going to get a whole lot of drama. If you're focused on the solution, you're going to get to your solution. And if you are focused with love, you're going to get through this problem very, very, very quickly. Okay, the next step. This is a big one. This is a really important lesson. And for the first time I've been able to, uh, I will be able to coach this. I will be able to get your responses because this is a money coaching month. 
So next week and in the group, I would love to hear how you're going with this. This is how I really changed how I manifest and create everything. I created a powerful daily ritual. I need you to know and be focused on your money and where it's going. And that's why we feel so out of control around money because we avoid it because how it makes us feel or we avoid it because it instigates more uh, avoidance behaviors and we want to avoid those sometimes too. So we just avoid looking at the problem. Uh, it also stops you from growing in money. So if, like I said, if you don't have a lot of money pain, you're just not focused on direction. I need you to still create this daily ritual so that you can really understand where your money is going and how you're asking for it because it's going to show you. And also then I'm going to teach you how to ask for more. So I call this Survive to Thrive. And if you've done this with me before, do it again, because it would have changed considerably in the last four years. And I haven't done this for at least four years. So if you've done this uh, Survive to Thrive, do it again. It really helps you understand what's going on, the facts. It's right there in front of you. There's no emotion in here. There's only the feeling we have responding to it. And that's what we're going to deal with because it's that feeling of guilt and shame that's stopping you from moving forward. So what you do is you, you get a piece of paper, you write survive at the top. This is the smallest amount of money you need to survive on a monthly basis. Food, shelter, transport, any debt, but I don't want to know how much your debt is. I just want the minimum monthly payment. Credit cards, I don't want to know how much is on your credit card. I just want the minimum monthly payment. Mortgage, I don't care how much your mortgage is, just the monthly payment. Insurances, rent, utilities, spending money. Where do you spend your money? Savings, DoorDash, hobbies, subscriptions, all of it. You are to make a comprehensive budget right now, and that is called survive. At the very end, there is a number. That's your survival number. And for a lot of people, that's like $4,000 or, you know, it might be less. Um, it might be $6,000. It might be $8,000. Everybody's different. But that is the amount of money you need to live and I would say if I could do a percentage right now, which I can't, but if I could do a percentage right now, I would say 98% of the people in this group and audience right now are living just below their monthly needs. And the reason we live just below our monthly needs is because we ask for enough to survive, but we don't ask for more to thrive. And this is where you really see what you're asking for and what you're managing in terms of monthly money. So I need you to create that budget, all of it, monthly payments only. I need to know where your money goes. Don't lie to me. If you're spending two grand a month on DoorDash, you need to put that in your survival budget. Because if I was to take that survival budget off you and you could not survive because you're spending money here and here and here and here and here, then you're lying. And I need you to know something. I coach sales, building a business, marketing, the craft of photography. I coach all these areas. Nobody tells more lies than when I coach money. 
Uh-huh. I don't need to know your overall debt. Okay, I don't need to know that. I just need to know, and you need to know exactly how much you're actually paying to live every month. And you're struggling, so you should know every single number that's coming in. And you're to remove all of the shame from it. This is the now. This is not the dream version of your life. It is the now version of your life. It's reality. It's the truth. Right now, it's the truth. You might avoid it. You might be in in emotional pain looking at it, but it's still the truth. It's just a fact. Now, if you have money pain, this is brutal, but it's the only way through is to look at it every day until the shame goes away. If you don't have debt or finances that cause you emotional reaction, maybe you feel complete disconnection or apathy. Your money's got no direction. You might feel completely unfulfilled, but maybe you have a partner who's paying the bills, so there's no great need for survival. You still have to do the survival budget. What if something happened to your partner? You need to know how much money it costs to run your house, to run your life. And if you are disempowered in this area, someone or something is overpowering you. You need to know these things. Um, When married, do I do a cost for myself and my spouse, like his car insurance? Well, if it's tied together, then yeah, you could do a cost together because obviously it impacts how your house is run. You have a dual income and then you have a dual budget essentially. So you could separate that. And But if you are tied together and it's one bank account, then I would definitely do it together. Okay. So a lot of people that don't have this sort of debt or money pain are simply avoiding being in control of their money or letting somebody else be in control of their money. You still have to do this. Everybody has to do this. Also, sometimes we don't have money control. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Aroha, that's so good. Cost of doing life. (laughs) So just like your cost of doing business, this is cost of doing life. But this is the life you're living now. So it's actually going to show us a whole lot of things about you that you're hiding. And even the people that say, I don't even need to worry about money. Notice how I do that voice. You're going to find out why. I'm going to talk to you about my resentment to people that don't take control of their money because, you know, we fear and we hate what we most fear. I need you to take the fear and avoidance away regardless of what your problem is. It's that simple. That's why we're looking at this every day until we're fully empowered in this area. This is how you feel in control. This is for how you feel powerful every day with your money goals. When you're paying your debt, you can see it going down. You can absolutely start to see yourself thriving. Now, now, once you've got that down, and that's going to take you a couple of days or a whole day, it's it's a bit of work. I need you to get that out. Now I want you to do a whole new budget, but not until that one. Like everything, even money, go through your bank accounts. Highlight what's coming up monthly as regular, add it up as your monthly, do the average, that's what you're spending. It's that simple. Keep it in the facts, keep it out of the emotion, keep it in the facts, keep it in the self-power. Now I want you to create the Thrive Budget. This is where you take everything that's in Survive. Oh, wait a minute. 
let's have a look on our survive budget first. If there's anything that needs to be taken off, like a boundary needs to be set, I'm no longer going to be paying that money. Let's take that away because that doesn't come with you to your thrive budget. That's where you wake up and start setting boundaries. Now I want you to do the second budget. The second budget is called Rive. Listen to this. You're going to add a holiday that you want. So if you want to do a cruise or you want to do a trip to Santorini in Greece, work out how much that's going to cost. Put that on your annual budget for savings. Add that to your Thrive budget. It's that simple. That dream home that you want, the car that you dream of, the life that you should be living right now that's easy and abundant and congruent. Like it's just above how you're living now, probably. And when I say just above, you'll be quite surprised when you do this, how much above it is. This is where you need to be realistic. No. I also don't want you to be pie in the sky. And this is where people get very confused about congruency. So let me just quickly talk to you about congruency. If I told you to be realistic, I'm telling you not to set big goals. If you set big goals that are not next step, not congruent to the path you're walking, you're going to feel really discouraged instantly because that's big picture thinking. When I create goals, I create goals that are congruent to the next step that I'm walking in front of me. I can create 10 next steps and I'm not creating that chasm, that space of the Grand Canyon where I'm looking across to the other side and I'm saying, I know I want to be over there, but there's no bridge. That's the moment I'm making the bridge. You've got to be honest with yourself and realistic in your goals. Realistic's not the right word. It's about being congruent and really feeling the path forward. But then the next 10 steps, you know, ah, I don't want you to get stuck in the how. I'm going to come back to this. I need you to really sit with each thing that you write down and take the time to feel yourself living with this. Everything you need to know about how you block money is right here in this feeling space. It's what you ask for. Okay, so you don't need to be realistic. You don't need to be congruent. You don't need to set goals. You really need to just look at this beautiful Thrive list and think about a life where you just thrive, where it's easy, easy and abundant. Add it to the number. And then have a look at those two numbers. Because on one side, you ask for just enough. You don't realize it, but you ask for just enough. And then you get just enough. But when you look at the thrive, you're going to start asking for that number. And that number is different than that number. But you're not asking for more. And if you're struggling, you're really not asking for more. You're only asking for survival. And it's not enough. And then you feel like there's not enough and you're not enough. And that's not what's happening here. You're focused on just enough to survive. And I want you to start getting familiar with that thrive number. And you're going to start to ask for that. And it's going to show up for you. I set my 
first big monthly thrive at $10,000 income. After my business broke through and I was starting to become profitable in business and I was paying eight staff and I was paying myself 50 grand. I was paying myself what my makeup artists were earning. Um, I was winning at life in my business and I was asking for money for a new studio and money for this and money for that, but I never asked for anything for myself. Who was I to ask for more? Meanwhile, I'm now paying eight people, nurturing eight lives, feeling responsible for eight lives, building other people's dreams. But when I wrote that Thrive budget, when I wrote that Thrive budget, I looked at the difference. In order to have a home and in order to have this and in order to have that and in order to have all the things I wanted, I needed to ask for more. And I started to ask for more. It didn't take long for my monthly budget to go from $10,000 to $23,000. Then I decided, okay, I'm building wealth. My business is doing well. I'm abundant. I've paid my debt. I speak with abundance. I see opportunity everywhere. I am 100% activated through my heart with everything that I want. I up that number. I set that number almost eight years ago. And if you don't reset it, if you don't go in and redo this and reinvigorate it and you've changed, you've changed a lot since you did it last time, then you 100% are not asking for more. And the whole point of knowing these two budgets is that I'm going to get you to ask for more. Remember the lion's share. The lion does not hunt. The lioness do. When the lioness brings the prey back, she feeds the lion first. He didn't hunt. Then she feeds the children, right? And then she feeds herself. Now the lion, his job is to oversee the pride, to protect it, to make sure it's safe, from predators, he fights for this tribe, and he takes the lion's share. Now, you can choose to look at that as gender, or you can choose to be a lion and just know that in order to keep a pride safe, you have to be the strongest lion. You have to take the lion's share because you are in charge. And if there is not extra for the lion, then you are asking to feed your cubs and your lionesses. And while that's lovely, you will not be the strongest lion. You just will not. So it's, it's an interesting thing because when I first read about the lion share, I realized that the lion did, I was like, wait, the lion does nothing. <laughs> the lioness does everything. You can see how I was mirroring that in myself. So yes, very important thing, the lion's share. You are the lion and you need to take the lion's share. It's okay. That's what you're there for. How can you support seven other people when you are not fully supporting yourself? So we're looking for the easy abundance. 
We are looking for the Thrive budget that gives us the things that make us happy. I even added shopping money. I like to shop, all right? I worked out. My dad was right. I love spending money. It makes me feel very good. Uh, whereas my brother gets the same joy from saving, I get the same joy from spending money. I don't get joy from saving money. I enjoy it now because it helps me get goals I want. But like just saving money does not give me any form of like joy or energy. <laughs> it's okay. It's just not what I'm in alignment with. So everything you need to know about how you block money is right in between your survival and your Thrive budget. And I'm really excited to hear your Thrive budget. Now, some people go to the nth degree and instead of doing a Thrive budget, they live a, my dreams are just so big, you know, and they'll go from, I'm living month to month and I work and I have this money and I want to be a multi-billionaire and have a jet and do those things. And I'm like, cool. There's no congruency there, and that might be the big picture, but I need you to come back to goals that you can get into alignment with right now because that's important. All of this takes time. Oh, Wendy, I would like to pay off my house. Why would you like to pay off your house? You know, having a mortgage is one of the best things that you can do. So maybe don't make it a goal to pay off your house or just put it on your goal list to pay off your house easily um, as you build wealth and invest in other homes. I mean, that's a great way to look at it. So all of that takes time, working out your survival, working out your thrive, because you've really got to sit with all the things that you're now putting on your thrive list and ask, is this what I want? And you really have to look at that monthly spending and say, do I allow space for eating out? Do I allow space for the hobbies that I want, for the car that I want, for really look at the difference between what you're asking for and what you want. And now we're going to learn how to start asking for that. This is where your money avoidance is. This is where your money apathy is. This is where your money is going. And this is how you feel about it. Getting you to start focus on this new number and everything that you want to create for yourself is where I get more information than ever. Because money makes you more of what you already are. So you have to do the now level first. Then you can do the congruent next step thrive level and you can rework that list over and over and over again. If you want to do a big picture, like a dream list, like that's really huge, do a third list. <laughs> that's my pug. Do a third list. And, you know, you can dream big as much as you want. But for me, big picture is intention. For me, goals are congruent in the every day. And I wake up to those every single day and get in alignment with those. So as you are writing the Thrive list, I want you to take note of how many times you write something you want and a how comes up. How? How am I going to do that? How is that coming to me? How? How's that going to happen? How? Because saying how send it, sends it back. How is that going to happen? Sends it back. It's that simple. You're not to ask how. You're to focus on the what and how you feel about it. 
but you're not to ask how it's coming to you. If you ask something to come to you, it can come to you in a million different ways. You're not to ask how. The second you say how, you send it back. It's that simple. You send it back. If you have a fixed income, so a lot of people have a job and versus being, say, self-employed. And if you're self-employed and you're broken through money, that means you're broken through selling and receiving money. We're going to grow that, so make sure you do your survive and thrive. If you have uh, just started out in business and you haven't broken through selling yet, you're going to get to a value and alignment with your products and what you're offering so that you can offer in equal exchange and you are going to sprint towards breaking through selling. If you're on a fixed income and you can't like raise your income because you're not self-employed, don't worry. This is the beautiful thing about money energy. Just because you're on a fixed wage doesn't mean that's the only way money can come to you. Like I said, money can come to you in a million different ways. Your goal is to stay in alignment with what it is that you want on that Thrive list and every single day activate that heart, stay in alignment with that, and it's going to come to you regardless of whether you're on a fixed income or not. Um, breaking through selling comes down to value and that rejection loop. It's when you think, I want to be self-employed, I want to sell myself, and then the fear comes up and the imposter syndrome comes up. And as soon as that comes up, you're instantly out of alignment with what you want because you're back into the, I'm going to re get rejected, I can't do this. You've stopped offering service and now you've come back to, I will be judged, I can't do this. So don't worry, uh, a fixed income and also a self-employed income will change greatly when your money energy shifts. Also, it just gives you more connection, more drive, more ideas for side hustle. Money starts to come from other avenues, other people, you will be amazed where it comes from. Again, don't spend any energy in the how, only in the what. So you're going to acknowledge how many hows, how many I can't because, I can't have that because, how's that going to happen? Get away from your arguing stuff. Get away from the to and from, get away from the loop. Get away. You're just creating on paper here what you want. You're just writing it all down. Take the pressure off. Can you elaborate on how? Okay, did, did I elaborate on the how enough? I just saw that question. The second you say how, you're thinking about the path that it's coming to you, and that's not the receiving of the gift. That you want to know how it's coming, and it's the stupidest thing. You've got to stop saying how. It's very important. Fixed income. Ooh. For wealth, if you have done your survival budget and now you're doing your Thrive budget, if you're building wealth, then your Thrive budget's going to be way bigger than what you're living right now. You don't have debt, you don't have shame, you don't have money pain. You're not building wealth if you still have debt, shame and money pain. So go back over here and stop avoiding that because you can't get to the wealth until you deal with the emotion around your debt. For wealth, your daily ritual is direction, focus, empowering that alignment of refocusing your goals every morning, feeling connected to them, getting into alignment every day, make the steps congruent, 
and really look at what is the emotion that's stopping the alignment or kicking me out of alignment. That's all you have to process when you are building wealth at that next level. But your focus and emotion around money every morning is the most important part of your daily ritual. I've left the daily ritual to week three. Um, because right now, I want to walk you through your thrive. I want to get you through your money blocks. I want you to start learning how to um, how you are living just below what you're asking for and looking at what you truly want, unfolding that, because next week I'm going to teach you how to ask for it. And you better be ready. It comes the second you ask for it. Did you know that when I first broke through money, I got to a point where I was just like, I need to sell my work. And the universe said, okay, so sell your work. And I was like, I need to sell it for $1,800. And the universe said, cool, do that. So I started doing that and it happened instantly, instantly. And I was like, was I not clear about this before? Clearly I was not. So once I made it very clear to the universe what I wanted and then I woke up every day and focused on what I wanted, it started to show up for me really fast. The first night I did that declaration, I did three sales appointments in a row and all of my clients spent $1,850, $1,850, and $1,850. I remember going from so broke, I didn't know how I was going to pay rent, to I just told them it was this much and I, I stopped talking and acted with value and they all paid it. It was like instantly connected doesn't mean I knew what to do with it, doesn't mean I knew how to manage it, doesn't mean I didn't waste so much of it in my avoidant behaviours, doesn't matter that I gave it away to other people to be liked because, you know, I felt like I had to overgive in order to be friends with people. It didn't matter that I felt so guilty about having it. I lost it, got it back again, lost it, got it back again, lost it, got it back again. It wasn't until I broke through all of that emotion, and that took me three years. It's not going to take three years for you because I am here right now slapping you and telling you what you're doing wrong. It took me a long time to get comfortable with this money, but the second I asked for it, it started to show up. So you're going to get some results very, very quickly. So a great indicator of how blocked you feel is resentment and judgment towards others. Resentment and judgment towards others that have the life that you want. This is the awareness of envy. Envy is resentment. Isn't that amazing? Envy goes to resentment. And if you think about it, I resented people that grew up with money. Uh, I would say trust fund babies. In fact, when I first started live broadcasting in the US in 2012, I walked on stage and my intro was, my name is Sue Bryce. I am not a trust fund baby or a rich wife yet. And then everyone would chuckle and then I'd start talking. I'm not a rich wife or a trust fund baby is what I would say. I resented people who grew up with money because imagine how easy life would be if someone did all of that for you. That was my resentment. That envy, that envy is so powerful because that envy comes from a place of scarcity. It comes from a place of I can't have that. And I wanted that. I wanted to be a trophy wife and a trust fund baby. 
And it wasn't really fair that I wasn't a trophy wife or a trust fund baby. (laughs) So we hate what we fear, but we attract what we fear because hate is such a powerful energy, especially in a sustained focus. But at its core, when I really dissected the feeling, it's resentment. And resentment comes from envy. So if you feel envy, write a list. This is also in your homework. It's called, I am worthy of. People pleasers are always resentful. People pleasers are always resentful. Because the paradox is, we just want to make everyone happy. And in doing so, we do not meet our own needs. And then we blame everyone else for our needs not being met. When you feel envy, that is a call to write a goal list. This list that you're going to write is, I am worthy of, I am worthy of abundance. I am worthy of millions of dollars. I am worthy of a beautiful, safe home that I love to be in so I can share that with all of the people I love. I am worthy of a career that lights my soulful purpose. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of money. I am worthy of abundance. I am worthy. I said all of that with huge goosebumps all over me. I don't believe in positive affirmations because positive affirmations don't change strong emotions. An affirmation is just rocket fuel. When you start to walk, you just are affirming what you're already experiencing. So whenever I would have a small win, whenever I have a small win, whether it's debt or anything, a small win, I'm gaining something, a small win, I say, I'm meeting my needs. I'm meeting my needs. Look at me. I'm a money-making machine. Look at me. I'm a money-making machine. I can't swear because there's children in the room. I say it over and over again. This is what I want. I'm doing this for myself. I'm independent. I'm fierce. I'm kind. I'm loyal. I'm giving, and I love to share my wealth. That's a positive affirmation that makes me feel good while I'm paying my bills and in control. See, I've got more goosebumps. It's like I'm just in alignment now. I have spent my whole life being not worthy. I'm not going to be not worthy. I'm not going to spend my life not asking for what I deserve in equal exchange because my dad did not. I can forgive him for that because my dad also got what he wanted in life and that was an incredible relationship with my mom, um, a great life with his kids and to live the way he wanted to live and he did that and yes, he could have done it with more ease and abundance but he didn't know how. But I am worthy of these things. And envy, envy is, it's the moment that you know the truth about you because when you feel envy, that is a call for you to do the work. Resentful people are powerful master creators in the negative. You break the cycle by acknowledging your resentment. This is the moment I call a goal list. When you feel resentment, envy, blocked, stuck, write a list. 
I am worthy of list. You in this first week are coming to an awareness of the identity and old programming that you grew up with. Whatever you're seeing, saying, doing, being, the questions in there are really about what is it about money that you 100% believe about yourself? Where does it come from? Look at mum and dad's money energy. Which parent are you emulating? Which behavior are you emulating? Um, Making sure that you're understanding where it comes from. And this is not who you are. This is just a way you learned. I want you to look at your money every day. I don't care if you're in horrible debt. Look at it every day until it's not horrible anymore until you take the shame away. You cannot move forward if emotion is stopping you and kicking you off. We are really here to feel worthy and then to understand that whatever emotion pops up is going to stop us from activating and asking for more. And that emotion is not real. That thought is not real. You can reframe it. You can change the way you see it, say it, do it, and be it. You're going to bring out the horrible thing until it's not a horrible thing anymore. You're going to find somebody to talk to about your debt to take the shame away. And I want you to look at the alignment of all eight areas. I want you to list what you want and don't want anymore in each of those areas so that you can look at, really look at as an overview how you're going to ask for more money when you're out of alignment in this area, in this area, in this area. I want you to remember that money is a lot like weight loss. You think it's going to solve a whole lot of problems, and it does not. Weight loss does not solve your problems because the problem is stuck in here. It's not the body. So you're going to feel the same way about money. I need you to check your alignment. I need you to check that you are not giving away money. Next week, I'm going to put up some big boundaries around how you're giving money away, how you're leaking money, how you're losing money. And I'm also going to teach you how to ask for everything on that Thrive list. So write that list at full power. I want to see the monthly number that's for you. I want you to identify which areas you're empowered and disempowered in your life because money's not going to fix these areas. We're going to get into alignment with self-value and self-value is going to empower every single area of our lives because we want to be empowered. I want you to write that survive budget. Don't miss anything on it, nothing on it. I want you to be honest and truthful and factual. If you find yourself getting emotional, come to the group and saying, I am in deep shame right now, and we are going to help pull you out of it because you're the only one that can fix this, and the only way through is to look at it. If you don't have money pain and you have apathy or you're not creating, imagine for a moment that survival list, imagine that thrive list. If you're not excited about that Thrive List, you have not walked the multiverse and seen all the incredible things you can create for yourself. So I suggest you start manifesting that. All right? Because when you look at the survive and the thrive, that is everything you allow for yourself right now. Everything you allow for yourself right now is between those two numbers. How off are they? I need a number on what you have 
in what you want because that is what you're going to ask for next week. And I need you to be okay with everything you're going to ask for because it's going to come to you. Make no mistake about it. This work, if you can get out of the idea of the linear steps of growth and just understand that it's energy and it's unfolding in the moment, be the one that's asking for it. It's going to start coming to you and now you have to be prepared for the direction you have to give it because once you've given money direction, once you've said that this is direction, this is what I want and this is what I'm asking for, that's going to come. Be ready. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Value Podcast. If you want even more about self-value to start changing your own life, head over to selfvalue.com where you can find all of the education you need to start reaching your full potential. Also, your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? We really appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, but don't forget to head over to selfvalue.com.